Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Welcome back to Wedding Central. The, pr- the show is proudly brought to you by the Wedding Expo and we- the South African Wedding Inspirations magazine. Today, we are talking about KK cake. Let them eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have in studio Kate from Sugar and Ice and Dion from the Cake Genie. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here because um, I, I, it's quite interesting. I, I made sure I brought the two of you on because you have an amazing style. Both of you have very distinct styles. Um, Kate, tell us a little bit about your style of cakes that you do, you do for weddings. I think our designs are a lot more simple mm-hmm. and uh, traditional. We don't call it simple, Kate. We call it understated. Understated yeah. and <laughs> elegant. There we go. There go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like to be a little, a little bit more modern. So we okay. do a lot of uh, naked cakes, semi-naked cakes. Mm-hmm. We work quite a lot with chocolate, with mm-hmm. buttercream. So they look a little bit more funky and untraditional okay. than a lot of the other cakes. Okay. And how long have you been doing cakes, Kate? Sure. My business has been going for about 19 years wow. and I did it for a hobby for, for <laughs> 10 years before that. Oh, I'm showing amazing. my age. Wow. It's a lifestyle yeah. of cake. I mean, a lifetime of cake. <laughs> I keep, I always, whenever I say it's, uh, cake or Kate is coming, I always get caught. Co- yeah. Yeah. Cake cake. <laughs> yeah. How's that for a name? Hey, Dion, tell us a little bit about your business. Um, we from the cake genie, we specialize in the more, um, upmarket, uh, special, Cakes that is really uh, dealt with and designed with your custom yeah. in mind. So there's a lot of detail. Very labor intensive, hey? It is, sure. but it's it's labor of love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I was I was asking you off air. You know, like how do you actually uh, what? How do you actually cost for the time that you put into these cakes? You know, many times you don't really get the time. Yeah. Um, you can't charge for the time. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's a labor of love. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's the same as um, wedding planners. It's so hard to imagine if we charge per. Hour. That ooh, crazy. Yeah, no, then nobody would be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you were telling us about your business and how long have you been in business? We've been in business for about twelve years now, mm. and it also just started with a um, like a hobby mm-hmm. and family members asking, "Please, can you help us out? Can you do this cake? Can you do that cake?" And before then, people talk and they refer and. Mm. You wanted to to be the best or to be one of the biggest companies in mm. in in Johannesburg in South Africa, yeah. and it just grows from there. Stunning. So tell me why why for the brides out there who are looking for somebody to do their cake, or even if they are starting to think, you know, do I get a professional? Do I do it myself? What are why would you have to charge? Why would you have to choose a reputable um, cake supplier? I don't, you know, I think it's important that mm-hmm. somebody has actually done the cakes before and understands the mechanics of a cake mm-hmm. because it is very important that that cake stands straight and it stands throughout the wedding. You know, it is, um, there is a structure behind that mm-hmm. and anybody can bake a cake, but can you actually get it to stand? And, you know, it depends on how formal your function is. You know, if you are prepared to do something casual and laid back and go something more simple to bake the cake yourself would be fabulous. But if you want to have a very formal, elegant cake, and particularly if you have something particular in mind, it is better to have a professional mm. because they're more likely to be able to execute 
Yeah. Mm. I mean, that, that essentially sounds like those Pinterest disasters. I'm sure you've seen the articles where people see a picture on Pinterest and they try to do it in real life and it's just a mess. I think it's the same kind of concept. Mm. People think they can. And just because you made a birthday cake for, you know, little Johnny for his birthday at school, it's really not the same as, as doing it for a wedding. What are particular elements that you think people don't take into consideration when making a cake. Like, let's say, for example, I, I think I can bake and I make cakes for everyone that I know, whatever the case is. What do you think is a misconception that people fundamentally um, um, mistake and say, ah, oh, man, I can do this, not a problem for a wedding? I think one of them, as Kate mentioned, is really the structure of the mm. cake. Because if you see a cake like that, you don't see what's inside the and cake. Toby to and hold I are cringing. Cr- <laughs> yes. You know how many times we'll have a supplier drop off a cake and a maybe bride. the bride has actually, you know, she's chosen her own supplier or it's a family member and you're thinking, oh, oh MG, how are we going to keep this up? <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, and you hear the disaster stories all the time mm. because people are not aware of, of what goes into the cake. Yeah. And if that cake is not structured properly, you can, you can lose that cake. It can fall over, it can melt, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. So explain the structure. What would that actually be? Is it is it because the cake is hard or is it the fondant or what is the structure? I'm, I know what it is, but I want you to tell me for the people listening. Well, the, the structure, if I if I can go mm-hmm. first, <laughs> is that is really um, if you're looking at tiered cakes, multi-tiered cakes, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure that the one tier stays firmly on top of the other tier. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we put some um, uh, structure inside each cake and then put the next cake on top of that one. Okay. So... You know, it, it needs to be. It needs to sit fast on on the cake board, yeah. and it needs to be straight as so well. So, does every cake have to? Every tier have to have a cake board? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, there you I go. Was, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to also ask. Now that we're talking about tiered cakes and that kind of thing, can we quickly get into a little bit maybe about like cake trends? Um, you know, I was I was reading up on obviously preparing for the podcast. I was reading up on like the evolution of cakes and how they started. Um, and <laughs> you yeah, see that on on Facebook. Yeah, I mean there are some cakes. Obviously, it started as a tiered cake, but then it, it became that one, str- yeah one. A one, cake. yeah, one tiered cake. It. And then obviously came the numbers, but then it eventually got into like essentially architecture where you have like 18 cakes with bridges and stairs and things in between. And then it came back down to a smaller cake. And now we've gone, you know, more the minimalistic route. What do you think are trends currently now? Let's say in the past two years and maybe even looking into next year. What do you think wedding cakes are starting to look like or are looking like? I think Dion and I are both going to have a different answer. Right, because you guys fundamentally styles, do different yeah. styles, yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm seeing a lot of the naked cakes, a lot of buttercream finishes where we've gone, come from a trend with a lot of layers of fondant and it has actually dropped off. Mm. And uh, now we're going to the softer and decadent looking cakes. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and cakes that I feel like um one bride said to me it's cakes that look like I can eat them now yeah like yeah, so literally it. slice in and 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 yeah. take a bite of now Dion what do you find are some of your trends that are happening um the modern is really coming back mm-hmm. I would say a bit of retro as yes. well mm. yeah. and the, the shapes, shapes yeah. and the the column cakes the high cakes yeah. um the hanging cakes that's a very big thing people absolutely. want these hanging cakes in Joburg unfortunately we don't really have the venues that have the structure to that we can hang these, these cakes mm. but Cape Town I mean nearly every single venue it's at a wine farm where they've just got roof struts and it's fantastic that they can hang these cakes but uh, Joburg we 
we struggle with that. No, but you do get the freestanding stance. Oh, yes, you can yeah. have it yeah. made yeah. up. Okay. And then what about um, dessert bars? So bits and pieces. So, yes, we have your cakes, but do you find that brides are also doing um, a lot more cakes, but in different formats, like your cake pops and your cakes and jars and, and you know, those kinds of things? Is that picking up? Um, I think it is picking up. Uh, people are looking for something that's very different. Mm. That's they the thing. are moving away from tradition, mm. where you've got a white cake sitting there in the corner. Uh. So they want it to be more interactive, where they can kind of go and choose what they want and yeah. see, see with their eyes what they want to eat, and 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 that and that's why they come up with a, ver- a variety of different things like cake pops and, and the cake pops and the cakes in a jar that that acts sometimes as as gifts. So it yeah, doubles like up that you're not having to spend um, money on a cake and then have to to spend money on the on the favors. Uh-huh. I I have the, I, I know when it comes to these little small cakes, the detailed mini cakes, they want like a, maybe a mini wedding cake or even a single mini like cake um what are your thoughts on that because a lot of brides think oh let's just it's going to be a cheaper option if we go with small mini cakes than versus a big wedding cake what are your what are your thoughts dear um the miniature cakes is really a miniature of a big cake mm. so the work involved is absolutely phenomenal mm. and there's a lot of detail that sometimes needs to be smaller mm. so Many times we charge a bit more for that because of the time that we, we work on the cakes. When we're referring to miniature, just for people at home, what are we talking for in terms of size? Maybe we should say like hand or like forearm. Like, like what are you talking about? The size of your palm. Like the f- size of your yeah. palm. So and then height-wise, the size of your hand. Five or, Oh, five, five cent- Oh, yeah, short, so short, short, short. I mean, and to be honest with you, I've, 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 Actually done a mini cake with cake to see what it takes. I was like, hell no, I won't be touching cakes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an art. It's, it's a phenomenal amount of time that goes into these things. On average, a, a, a wedding cake. What is the average time? Dion, you spend a lot more time in terms of your cakes because of your designs. What is the average time that you spend on an individual wedding cake? When it comes to individual, you're looking at minimum about 10 hours time sure. of decoration. Wow. Sometimes it can take more, it can take longer. Other times it's not that difficult or it's not, it's a little bit more plain. Mm-hmm. So the preparation involved is not that extreme. Yeah. So then, you know, now that leads me to ask, then what is the process so that a bride that's listening can understand? Um, I once had a bride who said that I want my, ba- I want my cake to be baked that morning. I said, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's not. <laughs> <Kate's> you- <laughs> Slight heart palpitation there. But Kate, maybe talk us through the actual process of actually getting a wedding cake out so that like people can understand well, that it's, not a, it's not a quick process. Let's go back. How far in advance do you have to order your cake? Okay, so it's a two-pronged question. Okay, yeah, so I, first. I would say four to six months. Four to six months. You know, we do have some clients who are very organized. Mm-hmm. We've got orders booked for 2018 already. Wow. Can you send them our way? Oh, my <laughs> word. Now, that is organized. Now, I don't think I can take it for that long. And how many times does it change between now and then? Like, does, do they change their minds quite often? They do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, once they they set in their decision yeah, yeah you know the the venues if we look at the venues the venues some of the venues are booked two three years yeah. Yeah. yeah so once they've got a venue booked i mean it's just to get all the little bits and, and pieces and, together yeah, yeah. So, so then the wedding cake is one of the things that that you should be 
uh, with a reputable um, cake de- designer, you should book about six months, four months to six months before mm-hmm. the time. No. Yeah. Because we also get booked up where we physically have to do 18 or sometimes 20 weddings a weekend. Yeah. Sure. And then yeah. you also have to deliver those cakes and Absolutely. set them up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then let's just go back to the process. So how long essentially does this process start? Like if somebody said to you, I want it to be baked on the day, I mean, uh, why, how, why is that not a realistic expectation? Well, first of all, your cake needs to set. It needs to set before you can put the fondant on it. If you Mm. don't do that, then your covering is not going to stand well. And your fondant needs to be hard before you travel with that cake. Oh, I see. Because your layers start slipping and then your cake goes all bumpy. and Nobody uh, wants that. So, like, we've all seen the the cake bus. Uh, I'm sure everybody's like, Vomit. (laughs) You know, like, But do you actually travel with your cakes like that? Because, I mean, with our taxis and our potholes and whatever else do you travel with your cake stacked or do you set them up at the venue dion um smaller cakes we can deliver mm-hmm. all stacked together mm-hmm. the bigger cakes like your five tier six tier seven tier cakes you cannot it's impossible to it's, to, it's, to stack it and then deliver yeah because it, it doesn't it adjust the structure of the actual cake absolutely yeah absolutely so what we do is um when we've got such a lot of work, we do each tier separately mm-hmm. and we stack it together at the venue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the benefits of that is you can really drive very fast on the highway. And I don't have to worry about the taxis. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted to find out, like you're saying, you, you two are both, you know, Sugar and Ice and the Cake Genie are both very reputable um, cake companies in Joburg. How many, you know, when you say you're fully booked, what does that actually mean? How many maximum cakes are you probably averaging on that particular day? Again, it, it depends on the style of the cake and mm. the size of the cake. Mm. And if there's a lot of detail. So if if it's a, quite a simple wedding cake, then you're looking at, we do normally maximum about seven, eight weddings um, a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be more. Mm. I mean, Just there's certain dates again in the mm. year that's very popular because of a public holiday. Uh. So what happens there is that you've got... Uh, the long weekend, for instance, you and and these days people don't just get married on Saturday. No, yeah. it's, it's either Friday, the Saturday, or the Sunday, or even or the even Monday. The Monday yeah. yeah. So if there's holiday. a public holiday after that, then you are sure to to get and and, and the one weekend specifically, we had fourteen wedding cakes that we had to do. Sure. And it was like three wedding cakes every day, oh, which right. was which was quite hectic. And then at the end of December, but like when it gets to the the holiday in the sixteenth, oh, that's 16th, quite also that's, that's a, that's a crazy. <laughs> I think Kate everybody is almost knows. Like <laughs> I always, I always think, why would people want to get married and like in the in around about that time? Because all your suppliers are like oh, fully so, so tired. tired. Yeah, <laughs> like we've got like that's our last around. Like there's nothing left out there. Talking about traveling with the cake, how far can this cake actually tra- actually travel? So you guys are talking about like a car and so on. Um, what about like I want to order a cake from you two and I'm in Zimbabwe or Botswana what are my options there can you what if I order an eight tier cake in like what are my options when it comes to something like that Uh, yeah it'll get there if you are careful drive responsibly and um, take a design and travel with each layer separately Mm -hmm. it will get there okay and do you show them how to set it up 
It's really not that difficult. Okay. Yes, we do. Even if we have to do an idiot's guide, <laughs> we put on the boxes, put this cake at the bottom, then place this cake on top of cake number one. <laughs> okay, then a question for me in terms of costs. A lot of brides will want a big a, a number of tiers, and they'll say, oh, we'll just go for dummies. It'll save me money. Is that true? No. Mm, not at all. Because you know why? You'll save a little bit because you're not having to bake the cake. But A, you have to buy the dummy. And secondly, the fondant is still going on top of it. And it's all of the, the labor mm. involved in it. Yeah. It's all your work is what you what is adding to the cost. 100%. It's not necessarily the cake inside. And what about the flavoring process? Like... Especially in this day and age where I feel like we're in the era of the foodie, where taste really is everything when it comes to anything that anyone's putting in their mouth. Um, but what is the process of actually flavoring a cake? And why I ask is that sometimes I have a bride who says, oh, I went overseas and I tasted this kind of a combination of cake. Do you custom make a cake for her? Or like what is the process of actually getting to a flavor? Like you can't just chew like bubble gum and go, oh, this is a nice flavor. I want my cake to taste like this. What's the process of, of flavoring a cake maybe? And we'll do it two ways. Uh, uh, Dion, if you can go first. Um, the flavor, again, we look at the preference of the customer. Mm-hmm. So what the customer or the, or the bride and groom wants and what they like. Mm-hmm. And then there is normal general flavors that we have on offer. Right. So we have got flavor combinations that's available, like a death by chocolate or something like that. Mm-hmm. If the customer, I have had lots of occasions where the customer says, no, I want something like um, a Horlicks flavor. And and then you actually go and you try and test. Do you actually do it for them? Yes, you do. Wow. Because that's something that that's special to them. Yeah. And that's what they would like. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, you, you always um many people say, Yeah, we, we've got these uh bridezillas, that kind of thing. But it's it's really just people that want. that want something different. Mm. Yeah. And if you can't um give them that then, you know, they get upset mm. because that's what they want and they, their heart is set on that. And mm. then do you, do you do tastings for cakes? I mean, I know it's probably, it's very important to taste what the cake is like. How, how do you work your, your tastings, Kate? We normally have the appointment with the clients and then offer them the tasting option where we put a plate of samples down mm-hmm. and we do charge for that. Mm-hmm. But then they will get a slice of each of our 12 different flavors. Mm. And uh, then they can either choose to take it away with them if they want lots of people to taste the mm-hmm. cake. Then they can take it and have it with their families mm-hmm. or otherwise they can taste it there and anything left over they can take with them. And who would you recommend coming with you to a cake tasting <laughs> and told me I think we're, we're all yeah, like oh, I mean God. just recently you know I sent Kate, I sent a client to Clayton and I said to them please make two tasting trays because there's many there's many of them <laughs> and everybody's got different opinions so uh, I mean how do you problem. handle that yeah who yeah. do you suggest they bring along well, it, it's it's very difficult, where, and that's why we do the cake tastings a little bit different. Okay. Where we establish offhand or, or beforehand what the customers' um, flavors would would be like, okay. and then we give them a three complementary sample cakes. That's okay. a six inch cake, and it can feed about twelve people. Okay, and we get them to come and uh, collect that from us. Mm-hmm. 
and then they actually take that home and they have the family together and okay. then they can do a tasting together and give them some input. Okay. Why is the tasting important? Let's say, again, I'm super far away. I'm nowhere near anywhere where I can actually taste this cake, but I'm, I know for sure I want to go with you too. Why do you think it's important to actually taste the cake and not like just blindly choose? Or is it important? Maybe I should ask that. Oh my gosh, please. And tell me we know what <laughs> No, I'm just is. judging by the important. silence. I'm judging by the silence. Why, why do you think it's important? Do you think it's important that they come for a cake tasting? Can they go without it in the planning process? If it's somebody who's pushed for time, maybe I woke up today and, you know, I realized that I'm getting married September the 10th or something like that. If there's not enough time, it, you know, the whole cake tasting process. Any answers, thoughts? I think they can go without it if they are rushed for time. Mm. But if you have an idea of a chocolate cake in your head, from my point of view as a cake decorator, I want to know that they are happy with my chocolate cake because mm. it's not in my best interests for them to say, oh, this chocolate cake mm. is horrible. Mm. And, you know, we see it all the time where people come in and say, oh, you know what, I want a red velvet cake and a chocolate cake. Yeah. But we do three different chocolate ones. Mm. So try all of them, which one do you like specifically? So, you know, from my point of view, I think you are saying this is what you're going to get. This is mm. what you can expect. And if they're happy with it, they pay their deposit. And mm. and Tommy, I mean, you, you think about it. We know that we'll go on referral a lot of the times. And I mean, we as planners, we've experienced a lot of cakes. And I think if you don't have a planner, I would suggest chat to your venue. Yeah, because your venue gets to taste <laughs> a lot of cakes. <laughs> So they will actually be able to tell you. There's an ama it's amazing how many great cake decorators there are out there. They've got great designs. They look beautiful, but you cut into those cakes and you want oh, to be word. like, what are we paying for? Hundred percent. It's you know the taste is absolutely important. So I and think that's actually what people remember more. I I've realized at the end of this, you know, whenever you cut your cake, whether you choose to do it after the ceremony or whether you choose to do it, um, you know, late in the evening after your first dance or whatever the case is, I find that people. People remember the taste more than they actually remember what the cake looked like. The cake, what it looks like is for the photographer. But I mean, I've had, I remember when I first started the first cake that I did, I won't mention <laughs> who it was, cut into that cake. Literally, you know, the groom had to like put some weight on the knife to get it to the bottom. It was that hard on the inside. I was so, so, so embarrassed um, in terms of that. But let's get into cake extras. What are possible... And cake extras, I mean, there's a wide variety in terms of like flowers and, and the actual decorating of the cake. What do you think or what is your view on cake toppers? Let's start there, right at the top. So it's either your doll or your names or whatever the case is. What the are doll. your feet? You know, back in the day, we used to have those poppies or whatever no, the case is. But you must see Dion's. I mean, you do some incredible cake toppers. Thank you. Um Again, it's, it's, it is also coming back from tradition. Yeah. So certain, certain people, um, want that, um, bride and groom. Mm. And we talk about, uh, Portuguese people, for instance. Mm. Uh, there is a tradition going with that cake topper. Yeah. They steal them. So they steal, they steal them on the two. night. No, somebody stole my cake on Ex the night of the wedding. Maybe that was because exactly. it was, it was a, a, Greek, a Greek tradition, you said. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Portuguese, Portuguese. and oh. also Greek, uh, also, uh, so kind of do that. I but they stole my cake then. They, you won't know. And then what they should later. do is a, a year later on an anniversary, they would 
call you and and invite you for dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's gone. Oh. And and then they would <laughs> they would present your cake topper for you. So yeah. it's a very oh, wow. and it, and it's a very staunch religion. Yeah. I had one of my customers once that said they cannot take the cake topper that I made for them. So she went out and bought 12 other cake toppers that they can steal. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had it Lasha as well. I had a Portuguese wedding Lasha as well. She also did too. And she yes. said, please take this one. Just like as we yes, walk I and remember, take it. Yeah, exactly. Thing, exactly. Right, yeah. So we took the one and then we put the fake one and then they stole that one instead. So that happens often. But yes, Jan? Yeah. So, so that's tradition. Traditionally, the Portuguese, mm-hmm. uh, Greek kind of uh, scenario. But also with the modern side of things, we, we use um, monograms, mm-hmm. uh, nice Laser shiny blink, mm-hmm. bling monograms that we put on. And that's quite nice because yeah. then you can use the initials of the bride mm-hmm. and groom. Mm-hmm. Or you can do – what they do now is silhouettes. and mm. You know, people want things that's, that's, that's different from what they've seen before. Yeah, so I've had – some people want their dogs on the top of their cake. and Oh, uh, yeah, I've done that. Uh, that's, yeah, I think you actually did the one. It was one of our closest they did. <laughs> and then tell me um, – South African heat, the weather in South Africa in our summer months gets very, very hot. Do you have any um, suggestions or recommendations of how do you handle a cake um, in the South African heat uh, of the, and what flavors should you stay away from? No, I would say don't put the cake in the sun. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a food product. You're going to eat it. Would you put your prawn cocktail in the sun for five mm-hmm. hours? No. So, you know, our flavors all stand the heat. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'd watch the covering more than what goes on the inside. Yeah. And I would steer clear of anything with fresh cream in it. Oh yeah. Because have uh, you had any disasters? Spoil. Have you ever have you had any disasters that the venue's phoned you and said, "Listen, we have a problem." We we have had a couple. One where they moved the cake into the sun. It was covered with chocolate shavings. The oh. shavings melted. Oh. And I and mean, what did you do? Well, we fixed it, mm. but it it angers me because it becomes my problem when. It's common yeah. sense. It's chocolate. Which is not don't, so common, by the way. Don't put it. Yeah, this is It's true. like a superpower now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I called the venue on it and I said, but you put this in the sun. And they said to me, no, we didn't. I said, well, please explain why is the chocolate melting and running off the cake? And why are my shavings, mm. you know, bending over? I mean, that is heat. Yeah. And then they said, well, yeah, we're terribly sorry. Dion, <laughs> tell us some of your. Do you really want to die? <laughs> yeah, you, you know the the problems really come as as Kate said is is yeah, with things that's very heat sensitive. So okay. your, your your chocolate definitely is. Mm. Um, you need to know exactly what the bride where the bride wants to put that that cake, mm. um, and then you need to know uh, when you need to deliver the cake so that you don't have that cake standing in the sun or standing mm. under a chapel or a, or whatever it is. Yeah. So like Kate also said, you, you can, you know, the cake flavors really does withhold the heat, uh, except for your, your red velvet with a cream cheese that can, that can really spoil quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just, if you just work with your bride and your bride tells you upfront what exactly she's got planned for this cake. You know, there's certain venues, yeah, that they have features like a tree that you have to put the cake under. Mm. And then stuff falls off. <laughs> yeah. Or the birds get involved. Oh, you know? yeah. 
It's lucky, they say. I don't know about the cake. But it's true. So, you know, you, you need to, first of all, as a, as a cake designer, you need to know the venues. Yeah. And you need to work together with the venues yeah. and understand what they have planned. Because they sell something to the bride and groom, and we're not always aware of that. The yeah. logistics around Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, if you go to this venue, you know that they want to do this because there's a tree and they always put mm. the cake out under the tree. Yeah. So, as long as you know the venue and you know um, up front what the customer is going to do with that cake, then it's all fine because yeah. then you can plan accordingly. Do yeah. you ever put a cake? Sorry, do you ever put a cake in the fridge? Um, not really. No. Because I think a lot of people no. think the first thing that they need to do is put it in a refrigerated room. And I think oh, that's no. probably the worst thing you can do for fondant. Is that not Absolutely, correct? Yeah. What happens to that fondant? Well, the fondant has got glucose and the mm-hmm. glucose absorbs moisture. Okay. So you'll put it in the fridge Sounds and when right. you take it out, the cake will start sweating. Sweating, mm-hmm. okay. So if it's just a plain it cake, nasty. yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not too much of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is a cake that is hand painted with designs and stuff like that, then no, no. that's all ruined. Yeah, okay. that's gone. And then I wanted to ask about, um, you know, you were talking about the heat and the setting. What, in your opinion, is the best time to actually cut and enjoy the cake? I mean, I know I have my opinion, but I'd let the experts go first so I don't sound like a tot. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think, maybe, Kate, is the best time to, to, to cut and enjoy the cake at the wedding? I would say with pre-dinner drinks, from the pure point of view that everybody is going to eat the cake and enjoy the cake. Yeah. It's not going to be Wasting. left over. For yeah. me, it is heartbreaking when you spend hours and hours on this cake. Yeah. And at the end of the function, there stands your tiered cake untouched. Yeah. You know, for me, that is heartbreaking because it defeats the object of having a cake. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, I have to. I have to agree with that. Uh-huh. You know, so absolutely, before even the festivity starts, yeah. that's a good time to... And, and it's become it's become a, a, a thing now. Yeah, it's, it's how you save money as well. Absolutely. So you don't have to um, spend money on the um, canapes and while the f- yeah? don't tell people not to spend money on canapes. Feed the people, <laughs> Feed the people. in <laughs> conjunction with your canapes. Yeah. Yeah. I think is but a I good mean, idea. If that's where you're going to cut costs. You can cut your cake and then not have canapes. Um, oh, I disagree, my do friend. Do you disagree? I disagree so strongly. <laughs> Simply because I feel like people are hungry at weddings. Yeah, I, I would agree. rather cut on decor before I start cutting on food. Really? I would definitely feed no, the people. I'm the decor person. Of you course, would I would cut that. your food. <laughs> <laughs> but I would rather do cake with, also because you have sweet and you have yeah, people that like salty goods. So yeah. I, I would definitely do a combination. Like cake and beer. Mm. Yeah, ex- but that's exactly why it's a good idea. That's how I actually always tell my brides that, you know, it's better to cut your cake in the beginning because people are going to be drinking for four or five hours by the time you, you've done your first dance and all of that stuff. Nobody wants to mix sweet things with alcohol. It's just no. not a good combo. But, uh, yeah, but you know, it. also, sorry, the cheesecake. The cheese oh, display yes. is fabulous for pre drink. Mm. Uh, so we do cakes and we do the cheese. So you've got the sweet mm. and the savory. We sometimes, I, I do sometimes recommend it to my clients. I mean, traditionally there used to be a groom's cake. Um, so if the bride is trying to cut costs and we normally do, I say to them, do two cakes. Yeah. Say one is the groom's cake and one is the bride's cake. The bride's cake you can cut before your first dance or afterwards, however you want to do it. And then the groom's cake is your cheese wheeled cakes. And then everyone helps themselves to cheese and biscuits and figs. And that's also quite nice to do in the canopy section. And it works out a lot cheaper. Than 100%. Getting 100%. And more food for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I wanted to talk about um, 
keeping cake. So, you know, with some traditions, people like to keep the first tier for, um, you know, when they have their first baby or whatever the case is. What is the trick to keeping a cake, especially a fruit cake? Is that, first off, is that the only cake that can last for a long period of time? Uh, it is the only cake that really lasts without you having to treat it specially. Okay. Do you have to freeze it? No, you don't have to freeze it. As long as it's sealed. Okay. And you put it in a in a cling wrap or something like that, and you keep it in a cool place in a cupboard somewhere. It, it, it's it doesn't perfect. go off. No. No mold. No nothing. No. no. South African heat wave. Nothing. It, it actually matures and it tastes better a year later than what. Really. It, yes. <laughs> really. I have to. I have to admit something to Kate. Oh no, I had Carly. To throw, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I came. Oh, my top tier was stolen at the wedding, and I was devastated because I wanted to keep the cake, and I ended up asking Kate to make another. One for me, and it's been like three years, and I I couldn't bring myself to you cut couldn't. it, and I ended up just saying, "Jock, you you do it." <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, didn't you? No, and I should have because so I was too scared. I was, no, we out? we trusted, but I was too scared to cut it, and then I would see like worms or something, and I didn't no. want to ask. <laughs> I had done it the right way, so I was like. Oh. And for Kate just made this cake for me twice. That is hilarious, hilarious. If you could give your brides one piece of advice, if they haven't heard the whole podcast and they listen into this last piece, what would your like golden nugget of advice be to a bride when it comes to planning your cake or considering something for your cake? Um, what would you say? Let's start with Dion. I think it's very important for the bride to be hundred and fifty percent happy with what she ends up at the at the end of the day. So it really is good to go and research and to go and look for pictures, look for designs and look for putting a little bit of your personal um flair into the wedding cake. Mm. And then once you've got that is not to compromise for anything else. Mm. Because that's your perfect Cake that you need for your perfect day. I mean, that should happen once a lifetime. Yeah. Mm. So everything has to be 100% perfect. Okay, cool. Kate? Yeah, I would say research is very important. I agree with Dion there. But I think also they need to look at their budget. Yeah. And before they set their eyes on a 10-tier wedding cake for 60 people, we need to be a little bit more <laughs> realistic, you know. Yeah. And uh do a little bit of research and see that for 60 people, three tiers is ample. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, once you've seen that, okay, it fits in my, with my budget, then you can go crazy and take it from there. But I think it is important to look at budget mm. so that you don't get disappointed. 100%. Because you can never get a dream back. I always mm. say, once somebody sells you a dream and the budget breaks it, like, I can't take the dream back. Yeah. Like, you have it in your heart and you're just disappointed forever. Yeah. I've got one last thing. So I have heard on a number of occasions, don't tell them it's a wedding because they're going to push the costs of the cake up. Guys, you're looking at me like, yes. <laughs> I could ask the same question about decor, right? I could ask yeah, the exact same question about but it's decor. Just, it, but the reality comes in, you spend hours and hours on these cakes. Yeah. And like, my big thing, I didn't realize how many eggs go into a cake. <laughs> like a 45 centimeter round cake. What's the average amount of eggs that go in off your head? Well, the 45, that is what, a 20 inch? Yeah. Yeah. So 20 inch, you're looking at at least eight mixtures. Yeah. Um, of fruitcake, for instance. Yeah. And each mixture's got, uh, four eggs. So it's like 30 odd eggs. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Sure. It's, a, it's, it's phenomenal. And it I, I do understand that brides don't want to spend money on their cake, but the amount of time you actually cannot charge for that. Yeah. And it's not that suppliers are ripping the brides off. It's, it's time is money at the end of the day. Is that not? It, it's true. You know, we, we, we do charge a little bit extra for a wedding because mm-hmm. there's more that goes into a wedding. Yes. You know, there's the cake tasting. There's the time that you sit with a customer yeah. and all of that designing a cake sometimes. So yes, you're, you know, if you look at a, a birthday cake budget and yeah. a wedding cake budget, obviously the, they yeah. are different. Two different things. Yeah. But we don't. I mean, we don't want to overcharge the customer. Yeah. But if you want a real good cake, you're looking at around five, six, seven thousand rand for yeah. a for a good. That's cake. the reality. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and that's what's fair. And then also to the brides, just remember um, to ask or find out who's actually supplying the wedding cake um, knife, because a lot of people actually forget about that. They, with the lifter. With the lifter, exactly. You know, it's not up to the cake supplier to give you that. Mm. It's actually your responsibility. Yes, some of the venues give it as a as a gift to the couple, um, but don't just expect that the venue is going to have a, a cake knife. It's, <laughs> the, it's, it's the same as um, cake stands, and if you're going to do um, uh, one of those dessert bars that have little bits and bobs and stuff, chances are you're going to have to hire those extra vases and cake stands and all of that extra stuff elsewhere. You might consult with your with your cake designer and say, what do you suggest that I get? But essentially, you might have to also outsource that. Otherwise, they sit there on the day and we're all just like, we don't have anything to put um, to make it pretty. And then also factor in the return of these items. So if you're hiring a cake stand, ask your baker or your, your supplier, do you collect the stand or do we as a couple have to make sure it gets back to you? Um, what is the norm? What is the norm, guys? I don't like collecting them from the simple point of view. You closed on a Monday, aren't you? Yeah, we closed on a Monday, Mm. but that's besides the point. We get to the venue and it's gone. Mm. You 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 don't know where to find them and who is put in charge of of collecting a door or saving a door. We have lost so many stands for that exactly. So do you put your clients in in charge of actually making sure the stands are returned? Yeah. We say just tell a bridesmaid or a mom or somebody, please, as soon as they cut the cake, take that and put it in your car and then we will get it whenever. Yeah. and, And just about cutting the cake. Of course, I, you know, I, let's not assume that people know this because remember common sense is superpower. Um, but the truth of the matter is that you're not going to stay for the entire wedding. You know, I've had brides saying, um, you know, are they going to stay and cut my cake for me? What's the normal protocol in terms of, you know, obviously they're going to cut their first slice and take that photo, cheesy smile, all of that stuff. But what is the normal protocol in terms of what happens to the rest of the cake and distributing that to, to people? What's the norm? Uh, the norm really is where the venue gets involved and the venue will cut the cake up for you. So if you've got a cake and you say, look, cut it up in 100 pieces or 200 pieces, they will do that for you gladly. Mm. And they know how to, to cut a, a wedding cake. So it's easy for them to... And you don't to... cut it like a pie, hey? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that. How many, yeah. You get more pieces out by cutting it in straight yes. and then into squares. Squares. Like Abs- squares. Absolutely. You get more pieces out like that. Yeah. Your, 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 remember, that is just really 
necessarily a taste of of the wedding special cake. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be a, a mug and bean. <laughs> it should really be about two to two and a half or three centimeters uh, square, okay. and then obviously the height of the cake being okay. ten centimeters or so. Okay. Okay. All right. We cannot thank you enough for coming to join us, Dion, again from um, the Cake Genie and Cake from Sugar and Ice. We really, really appreciate it having you here um, um, on the Wedding Central podcast. Kylie, the Wedding Expo? Yes, we're so excited this weekend. Um, we've, I think we've got about 60 cakes. They're all um, on display to um, our, our, past, our students from the SA School of Weddings are actually displaying their, their cakes. And the brides can come and vote for their favorite cake. I mean, the students have been doing it for about 12 weeks, once a week for about a couple of hours. Um, and it's actually so nice just to see the different designs and you're going to be able to see the, the tables as well. So the, the wedding expo is happening this weekend, 27 and 28th of August. Dion will be there. You can come and meet him and say hello and then come and tell us who your favorite cake is um, done by the students at the SA School of Weddings. And thank you so much to Wedding Expo and Wedding Inspiration Magazine for bringing us this podcast. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.